I'm Sister B and welcome to Islamic Audio Bites. I'll be reading part three of Prophet Joseph's story from the stories of the prophets by Ibn Kathir, which can be downloaded from the Galamullah website. Let's read. Page 80. The King's Dream. The scene in the prison closes. A new scene opens in the bedchamber of the king. The king is asleep. He sees himself on the banks of the Nile River. The water is receding before him, becoming mere mud. The fish begin to skip and jump in the mud. Seven fat cows come out of the river, followed by seven lean cows. The seven lean cows devour the seven fat ones. The king is terrified. The seven ears of green grain grow on the riverbanks and disappear in the mud. One on the same spot grow seven dry ears of grain. The king awoke frightened, shocked and depressed, not knowing what all this meant. He sent for the sorcerers, priests and ministers and told them his dream. The sorcerer said, This is a mixed up dream. How can any of that be? It's a nightmare. The priest said, Perhaps his majesty had a heavy supper. The chief minister said, Could it be that his majesty was exposed and did not draw the blanket up at night? The queen's jester said, jokingly, His majesty is beginning to grow old and so his dreams are confused. They reached a unanimous conclusion that it was only a nightmare. The news reached the cupbearer. He recollected the dream he had in prison and compared it to the king's dream. And therefore, Joseph came to mind. He ran to the king to tell him about Joseph, who was the only one capable to interpreting the dream. The cupbearer said, He had asked me to remember him to you, but I forgot. The king sent the cupbearer to ask Joseph about the dream. Joseph's interpretation of the dream. Joseph interpreted it to him. There will be seven years of abundance. If the land is properly cultivated, there will be an excess of good harvest, more than the people will need. This should be stored. Thereafter, seven years of famine will follow, during which time the excess grain could be used. He also advised that during the famine, they should save some grain to be used for seed for the next harvest. Joseph then added, After seven years of drought, there will be a year during which water will be plentiful. If the water is properly used, grapevines and olive trees will grow in abundance, providing plenty of grapes and olive oil. The cupbearer hurried back with the good news. The king was fascinated by Joseph's interpretation. The Dream and Interpretation, Quranic Almighty Allah narrated this incident thus. And the king of Egypt said, Verily, I saw in a dream seven fat cows, whom seven lean cows were devouring, and seven green ears of corn, and seven others dry. O notables, explain to me my dream, 
if it be that you can interpret dreams. They said, mixed up false dreams, and we are not skilled in the interpretation of dreams. Then the man who was released, one of the two who were in prison, now at length remembered and said, I will tell you its interpretation, so send me forth. He said, O Joseph, the man of truth, explain to us the dream of seven fat cows whom seven lean ones are devouring, and seven green ears of corn, and seven others dry, that I may return to the people, and that they may know. Joseph said, For seven consecutive years you shall sow as usual, and that the harvest which you reap shall leave it in ears, all except a little of it which you may eat. Then will come after that seven hard years, which will devour what you have laid by in advance for them, all except a little of that which you have guarded, stored. Then thereafter will come a year in which people will have abundant rain, and in which they will press wine and oil. Quran 12, verse 43 to 49. Joseph's innocence proved. The king was greatly astonished. Who could this person be? He commanded that Joseph be set free from prison and presented to him at once. The king's envoy went to fetch him immediately, but Joseph refused to leave the prison unless his innocence was proven. Perhaps they accused him of cutting the lady's hands or trying to rape them. Perhaps any other false accusation was made. The envoy returned to the king. The king asked him, Where is Joseph? Did I not command you to fetch him? The envoy replied, He refused to leave until his innocence is established regarding the ladies who cut their hands. The king ordered, Bring the wives of the ministers and the wife of the chief minister at once. The king felt that Joseph had been harmed unfairly, but he did not know exactly how. The wife of the chief minister came with the other minister's wives. The king asked, What is the story of Joseph? What do you know about him? Is it true that... One of the ladies interrupted the king, exclaiming, Allah forbid! A second said, We know of no evil he has done. A third said, He enjoys the innocence of angels. The eyes of everyone turned to the wife of the chief minister. She now wore a wrinkled face and had lost weight. She had been overwhelmed by sorrow over Joseph while he was in prison. She boldly confessed that she had lied and he had told the truth. I tempted him, but he refused. She confirmed what she said, not out of fear of the king or the other ladies, but for Joseph to know that she had never betrayed him during his absence, for he was still in her mind and soul. Of all creation, he was the only one she cared for. So she confirmed his innocence before all. Joseph's innocence proved Quranic. Almighty Allah said, And the king said, Bring him to me. But when the messenger came to him, Joseph said, Return to your Lord and ask him what happened to the women who cut their hands. Surely my Lord, Allah, is well aware of their plot. The king said to the women, What was your affair when you did seek to seduce Joseph? The women said, Allah forbid, no evil we know against him. The wife of Al-Aziz said, 
Now the truth is manifest to all. It was I who sought to seduce him, and he is surely one of the truthful. Then Joseph said, I asked for this inquiry in order that he, Al-Aziz, may know that I betrayed him not in secret, and verily Allah guides not the plot of the betrayers, and I free not myself from the blame. Verily, the human self is inclined to evil, except when my Lord bestows his mercy upon whom he wills. Verily, my Lord is oft forgiving, most merciful. Quran 12 verse 50 to 53. Zuleikha's life afterwards. Reflecting on these verses suggests that she had turned to Joseph's religion, monotheism. His imprisonment was a great turning point in her life. After this, the Quranic style neglects the story of the chief minister's wife completely. We do not know what happened to her after she gave her clear evidence. Yet still, there are legends about her. It has been said that after her husband died, she married Joseph, and behold, she was a virgin. She confessed that her husband had been old and had never touched women. Other legends said that she had lost her sight, weeping for Joseph. She abandoned her palace and wandered in the streets of the city. However, the lady disappeared from the Quranic narrative at the suitable stage, at the climax of her trouble. Perhaps she lingers in memory longer than if we had known the ending. Joseph's High Position The king informed Joseph that his innocence was established and ordered him to come to the palace for an interview. The king recognised his noble qualities. When Joseph came, the king spoke to him in his tongue. Joseph's replies astonished the king with his cultural refinement and wide knowledge. Then the conversation turned to the dream. Joseph advised the king to start planning for years of famine ahead. He informed him that the famine would not only affect Egypt, but the neighbouring countries as well. The king offered him a high position. Joseph asked to be made controller of the granaries so that he could guard the nation's harvest and thereby safeguard it during the anticipated drought. By this, Joseph did not mean to seize an opportunity or personal gain. He merely wanted to rescue hungry nations for a period of seven years. It was a sheer nobleness on his part in that he wanted to ensure that many people would not die as a result. Joseph's High Position, Quranic Almighty Allah said, And the king said, Bring him to me, that I may attach him to my person. Then, when he spoke to him, he said, Verily, this day you are with us, high in rank and fully trusted. Joseph said, Set me over the storehouses of the land. I will indeed guard them with full knowledge, as a minister of finance in Egypt, in place of Al-Aziz, who was dead at that time. Thus did we give full authority to Joseph in the land to take possession therein, as when or where he likes. We bestow of our mercy on whom we please, and we make not to be lost the reward of Al-Muhsinin, the good doers. Quran 12 verse 54 to 57. Joseph meets his brothers. The wheels of time turned. During the seven good years, Joseph 
had full control over the cultivation, harvesting and storage of crops. During the following seven years, drought followed and famine spread throughout the region, including Canaan, the homeland of Joseph. Joseph advised the king that as his kingdom was blessed with reserved grain, he should sell his grain to the needy nations at a fair price. The king agreed and the good news spread all over the region. Jacob sent ten of his sons, all except Benjamin, to Egypt to purchase provisions. Joseph heard of the ten brothers who had come from afar and who could not speak the language of the Egyptians. When they called on him to purchase their needs, Joseph immediately recognized his brothers, but they did not know him. How could they? To them, Joseph no longer existed. He had been thrown into a deep, dark well many years ago. Joseph received them warmly. After supplying them with provisions, he asked where they had come from. They explained, We are eleven brothers, the children of a noble prophet. The youngest is at home, tending to the needs of our aging father. On hearing this, Joseph's eyes filled with tears. His longing for home swelled up in his heart, as well as his longing for his beloved parents and his loving brother Benjamin. Are you truthful people? Joseph asked them. Perturbed, they replied, what reason should we have to state an untruth? If what you say is true, then bring your brother as proof, and I will reward you with double rations. But if you do not bring him to me, it would be better if you do not return, Joseph warned them. They assured him they would gladly fulfill his command, but that they would have to get their father's permission. As an inducement to return with their brother, Joseph ordered his servant to secretly place the purse, with the money they had paid, into one of their grain sacks. Joseph meets his brothers, Quranic. Allah the Almighty said, And Joseph's brethren came and they entered unto him, and he recognized them, but they recognized him not. And when he had furnished them forth with provisions, according to their need, he said, Bring me a brother of yours from your father. He meant Benjamin. See you not that I give full measure, and that I am the best of the hosts. But if you bring him not to me, there shall be no measure of corn for you with me, nor shall you come near me. They said, We shall try to get permission for him from his father, and verily we shall do it. And Joseph sent his servants to put their money, with which they had brought the corn, into their bags, so that they might know it when they go back to their people, in order that they might come back. Quran 12 verse 58 to 62. The brothers return to Canaan. The scene dims in Egypt and lights in Canaan. The brothers return to their father. Before they could unload the camels, they greeted him, then reproved him. We were denied some supplies because you did not let your son go with us. They would not give us food for absentees. Why would you not entrust him with us? Please send him with us and we shall take care of him. Jacob became sad and told them, I will not permit Benjamin to travel with you. I will not part with him, for I entrusted Joseph to you and you failed me. Later, when they opened their grain sacks, they were surprised to find the money purse returned intact. 
they rushed to their father. Look, father, the noble official has returned our money. This is surely proof that he would not harm our brother and that it can only benefit us. But Jacob refused to send Benjamin with them. After some time, when they had no more grain, Jacob asked them to travel to Egypt for more. They reminded him of the warning the Egyptian official had given them. They could not return without Benjamin. Jacob agreed, but not before he extracted a pledge from them. I will not send him with you unless you give me a pledge in Allah's name that you shall bring him back to me as safely as you take him. They gave their solemn pledge. He reminded them, Allah is witness to your pledge. He then advised them to enter the city through several different gates. The brothers returned to Canaan, Quranic. Almighty Allah narrated. So when they returned to their father, they said, O our father, no more measure of grain shall we get unless we take our brother. So send our brother with us and we shall get our measure and truly we will guard him. He said, Can I entrust him to you except as I entrust his brother? Joseph to you aforetime. But Allah is the best to guard, and he is the most merciful of those who show mercy. And when they opened their bags, they found their money had been returned to them. They said, O our father, what more can we desire? This, our money has been returned to us, so we shall get more food for our family, and we shall guard our brother, and add one more measure of a camel's load. This quantity is easy for the king to give. He, Jacob, said, I will not send him with you unless you swear a solemn oath to me in Allah's name that you will bring him back to me unless you are yourselves surrounded by enemies, etc. And when they had sworn their solemn oath, he said, Allah is witness over what we have said. And he said, O my sons, do not enter by one gate, but by different gates and I cannot avail you against Allah at all. Verily, the decision rests only with Allah. In him I put my trust, and let all those that trust put their trust in him. Quran 12 verse 63 to 67. Jacob blessed them on their departure and prayed to Allah for their protection. The brothers undertook the long journey to Egypt, taking good care of Benjamin. Joseph and Benjamin meet. Joseph welcomed them heartily, although with difficulty. He suppressed the desire to embrace Benjamin that arose within him. He prepared a feast for them and seated them in pairs. Joseph arranged to sit next to his beloved brother Benjamin, who began to weep. Joseph asked him, why is he crying? He replied, if my brother Joseph had been here, I would have sat next to him. That night, when Joseph and Benjamin were alone in a room, Joseph asked whether he would have him for a brother. Benjamin respectfully answered that he regarded his host as a wonderful person, but he could never take the place of his brother. Joseph broke down and amidst flowing tears said, My loving brother, I am the brother who was lost and whose name you are constantly repeating. Fate has brought us together after many years of separation. This is Allah's favour. But let it be a secret between us for the time being. 
Benjamin flung his arms around Joseph and both brothers shed tears of joy. That is it for today. Please leave a review and rating wherever you listen and do share this podcast with your family and friends. We're on all the major podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and we're also on YouTube as a voice-only channel. Do join our Islamic Audio Bites community on Twitter and Instagram. Also have a look at our website at islamicaudiobites.com. As always, God willing, hope your day is full of goodness. Assalamu alaikum.